This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Zach Ferran. He's a 22-year-old Apple employee, and he's listening to the show and loving it. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it to enter. Guys, little CEO weapon for you. I hate going back and forth via email to set up a meeting time. You know, you gotta send 12, 13 emails, go between your inbox and your calendar. It's a pain in the butt. I started using nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant, totally free, which I loved. I reached out to the founders and said, you should pay me five grand. I'll make you a sponsor on the podcast. They did. I'll tell you more about the tool and how I negotiated the deal later on in the episode. But for now, check it out. nathanlacka.com forward slash assistant, totally free. This is episode 478. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from Ray Granger. He's raised over $45 million and has over 5,000 project management customers for his business, Mavenlink. Good morning, folks. Nathan Latke here, and our guest this morning is Ben Dobbins. He founded Zombie Orpheus Entertainment in 2010. He's been giving the company's films away for free ever since. Since He still does, and he ends each year in the black. We're going to talk about how he does that. Ben, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right. What is Zombies Orphe- Zombie Orpheus <laughs> Entertainment and how do you make money? Sure. So basically, I had a really terrible experience with Hollywood distribution back in 2008. They made, uh, our film made a lot of money for the company and they didn't pay us. How much and money? So I kind of turned around and said, well, this doesn't make ben, any sense. And how much money? How much money do they make for the company? Uh the last statement that we had from them was uh, after a couple months, they owed us 30 grand. They continued to sell the movie for another two years and we never saw a dime and we got another statement from them. And what was that like 10 or 20% of total, total sale revenue or what? Uh, that was, they were the sole distributor. So um, I, unfortunately we just didn't get the numbers from them after that, but um, we basically yeah, but 30, saw nothing. You know, they owed you 30 grand though, right? So yeah. what was the agreement? They pay you 10 or 20% oh, of total top line or what? Oh man, I'd have to go back and check the contract. It was eight years ago. Okay. Got it. All right. So what happened? They didn't pay you. So they didn't pay us. And, uh, I was putting together the investment plan for the next film and in the film industry, uh, and the, the pattern or, or the processes we put together was called comparables where we show other films and how they've done and was working on that and kind of realized that it made absolutely no sense that the entire process of funding independent films is based on obfuscating the fact that independent films, you're going to lose your money if you invest in them. And I just had this brainstorm moment of, well, why, instead of trying to cover up that fact, why not build a new plan that actually pays investors back? So I launched a new company with a new plan in 2010. Uh, I paid my first round investors back in a year for a product well, so that we released for so free. Hold on. Yeah. Talk, talk before we talk about the economics of that business, yeah. tell us what was, what was that business? You launched it in 2010. Sure. So that business was zombie Orpheus entertainment. And, uh, the entire idea, uh, when I went to in the uh, private equity for that was, 
we're going to make films. We're going to release them online for free. We're going to encourage piracy. We're going to tell people to share them, pirate them, remix them. We're going to put it under a Creative Commons license. We're just going to get it out there ever, everywhere it can go because kind of the realization I had was each of these films, or each of these episodes is its own advertisement for the next product. And we're no longer the business of selling units. We're in the business of building a sustaining fan base, essentially using the internet for what it does best, making perfect infinite copies of our work at no cost to us. And so what did, uh, how did you make money though? So we started releasing for free online and at the end of every single episode, we serialized our work and then we, uh, at the end of every single episode, we basically had this little video that played that said no studio, no network, no cancellation. This show is fan supported and creator distributed on the basis of that little video. The day our first product hit YouTube and hit the web, we had people writing into us saying, tell us how to give you money now because we knew what our was that audience film called well enough. or what was that content called? Uh, that was a web series called journey quest. Okay. And so what happened? So, how'd, you, how'd you get some money raking in? So basically the message was so crafted to the audience. We'd watched for 10 years as fandom had tried to save shows that they loved. And we'd watched Hollywood and the studios and the networks not care kind of with, uh, with Farscape, with uh, Veronica Mars, with uh, Firefly, with uh, Jericho. Uh, you can kind of go down the list where fans put immense effort into saving these shows and the metrics didn't make sense for Hollywood. So what we did was kind of go straight to that sense of disempowerment and provide a message to the fans that said, you are empowered now to keep this show going if you love it. And luckily we made a good enough show that people loved that they took that empowerment and ran with it. So based purely on fan contributions via a PayPal button on our site, we made back our entire production budget in a year. We paid our investors back. Which was how much? Uh, for Journey Quest, uh, we kept it small. We had to make $30,000 back for season one. We then turned around on Kickstarter and funded season two, uh, raised $112,000. Uh, and what's awesome about that is now we're out of the investment cycle. Um, we're able to put our money straight into it. And then any residuals we make on sales on the back end, uh, kind of a premium content or DVDs or whatever, um, we get to keep hundred percent of the revenue. So, so let me, let me break yeah. this down. Sure, uh, sure. Journey quest was a risk. When you started, you yep. raised $30,000 on investment capital to yep. launch the free content online at the yep. end of each free piece of content, which you wanted pirated, you want to distribute it far <laughs> and wide. It said, go here. If you want to see season two, it was a PayPal bond on your site and you, you were able to generate $30,000 in revenue there, which allowed you to pay back your investors. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. And then you said, okay, okay. So how did you start driving traffic to the Kickstarter to get season two funded? Uh, by that time, we built up a fan base on uh, Facebook and on YouTube. So we had the ability to reach people there. It was a hell of a lot easier to reach people on Facebook back then than it is now. Uh, the algorithms weren't quite as brutal. Uh, and of course, everyone who contributed via PayPal, we then uh, had uh, on our mailing list. And How many unique contributors were there? Uh, for that campaign, let me see if I can pull that number up. Give me half a second. Sure. We've done so many campaigns since then. Uh, so that was 1,117 backers. 
Okay, great. And they so they paid what on average two dollars uh, or thirty to twenty five dollars on the Kickstarter. Uh, we tend to average ninety seven dollars per backer. Got it. Okay, got it. And so you raised a total of one hundred twelve grand on Kickstarter um, from about eleven hundred people. Yeah. Okay, got it. So that funded season two, right? Mm-hmm. And now I am on Kickstarter right now. I just typed in Journey Quest and I see season three up here. 5,602 backers pledged 425 grand or almost half a million bucks. Yep. You got, you're on to something. What happened? We very intentionally worked on building that sustaining fan base, which was our core business mission. Uh, each time we turn around and as they've given us more money to work with, we've been able, able to deliver better product to essentially kind of start from this very tiny position and growth. And every time we release it, because the fans are empowered to share it, the fan base is a little bit larger. We've had more discovery. Kickstarter's brought more fans in. YouTube has brought more fans in. And so it's just this regular growth curve up Uh, this year alone. uh, That's not, that's not even, we've done three Kickstarters this year. We've raised over 600 grand on there. We've raised more money on uh, our monthly Patreon campaign Hold on, this on, on, kick, of, on Kickstarter, what yeah. were the other two? You have Journey Quest, what were the other two Kickstarters? Uh, this year, we did Attacking the Darkness, uh, where we raised uh, around 25 grand. That was okay. kind of, an ex- we always do little experimental projects as well to see what the next big thing will be. And then we raised 174 grand for a project, uh, a new gamers film. Oh, we got it. So that one might have some promise. That's a oh, lot yeah. of money for the first season. Yeah. Totally. Okay, interesting. So, so... Okay, so Journey Quest, uh, uh, you raised kind of in total over the first three seasons somewhere around five hundred grand, right? Uh, them all up. Uh, probably closer to five hundred seventy-five. Okay, and how do you like when you originally put up this Kickstarter page for Journey Quest sure. three? Like, literally, tell me the first thing you did to get traffic here, so you get your first people paying you money, you know, backing it. So for Journey Quest three, by then we'd really figured our process out and we knew that it was going to be a big campaign. So we actually set up a pre-funding web page with public metrics where we basically said once 4,200 people add their names to the email list and you can see what the count is publicly on the page, we will launch the campaign. So when we launched, uh, we'd already had fans working for a number of months to spread the word and to get people onto that list. We launched with, uh, 4,600 names already to go of potential pledgers. We're able to hit them directly on day one and, uh, and take off from there. And the advantage of something like that is, a really big day on Kickstarter then starts to attract more people and uh, they see it on Kickstarter. People who haven't heard of us begin to join on and on Kickstarter and crowdfunding success begets success. If you see a bunch of people piling onto something, you want to be a part of it too. You don't want to miss out. What's the website link for the pre-funding page? Uh, that was at renewjourneyquest.com. If you go there now, you'll discover that it just forwards directly to the Kickstarter page at this point. Oh, got it. What did it say, though, when people put in their email? What the, actually, it forwards to the Patreon page. But what, what did it oh, okay. say um, to those people? Did it say, enter your name to pledge to commit you know, 20 bucks when we launch this? Or did it just say, enter your email if you're interested? It's, it basically said, we need to raise a minimum of $420,000. Our average pledge in the past has been around $100. Uh, if we get 4,200 signups, we'll know that there's enough interest to launch this campaign. 
I see. Okay, good. That makes sense. Talk to me about costs. So sure. what, what's your, I, I want to know how, like the profit you're actually making from this. So you raised 420 grand. How much does it actually cost you to make the film? So I can, th- this is where I just get obsessive. Uh, I have one of the best Kickstarter planning spreadsheets in, in the business that I've built over the last six years. And that, how do uh, I get to see that? Uh, you ask me and I send it over and I'll, I'll walk you through it. Um, okay. I want to see it. Yeah. Cause people, have, <laughs> yeah. Third parties have used this spreadsheet to raise millions of dollars on Kickstarter. Can we link to this in the show notes? Uh, it's not available publicly yet, but, um, but I'll send it over to you and then we can, we can chat about okay. it. Or maybe I'll put a screenshot or something, Perfect. something That's high great. level. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, t- so generally, you know, e- each campaign is its own beast and a show like journey quest, because we knew that we needed a minimum of $325,000 as a production budget. You know, once you then put in the cost of fulfillment, the cost of shipping and all the other pieces, uh, that ends up uh, auto-calculating out on the spreadsheets to a goal of 420000 So to answer your question, production budget of three hundred twenty-five grand. Uh, we did not aim for profit on this Kickstarter because uh, the show that we had to make was so huge. Other Kickstarters will kind of add that percentage in to make sure that we have operating revenue. But in this case, because we also knew that Journey Quest Season 3 would then move on to a platform called BackerKit for pledge management, where people can add more money basically for upsells for additional products for additional is this downloads. A, wait, is this a Kickstarter backup. company? This back thing? Backerkit is an independent company. That's an incredible team out of uh, San Francisco. And I highly recommend uh, chatting with their CEO. If you have a chance, uh, he's just on top of it. I'll have him on the show. Backerkit.com. I'll get him yeah. on in the next 30 days. Yeah. So, um, so we were able to turn around uh, on backer kit and raise another $45,000 uh, just from add-ons and upsells. Now, part of that also is going to, is uh, shipping costs, but you know, in terms of journey quest, that's kind of where the immediate profit will come from. But again, because you know, our goal here is not an exit. We're not looking for an exit. We're not looking for an IPO. We're storytellers. So the goal from the yeah, beginning. Yeah, but like, how do you how do you on here though? Like, okay, yeah. so Matt, let's get specific. Matt Vansel on here sure. says the executive producer writer. It's on the yeah. Kickstarter page. How do you pay him? Do you do you factor that into the four hundred twenty five k you raise? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. So him and Rennie and Tony yeah. and Christian and Jeremy, you factor all their salaries into Every, the four twenty five. Everyone, everyone gets paid. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's, that's really where the, we're still very much in a growth stage. So my goal is to put as much into our people and into our team and into our production value as possible. That's great. So how do you expand this? I mean, you're onto yeah. something here. It's very unique. It's different. Like no offense. You're kind of weird, which is a good thing. You have to be weird to like win big. So that's yeah. an, that's a compliment coming from me. I get called a psychopath all the time. Uh, how do you build this into a billion dollar business? Well, you know, in some ways what we do is really similar to software as a service business models. Uh, and the growth curves are very similar. And we're actually in a place right now where, where, you know, when you're doing software as a service, you kind of hit that point where you've just managed to start breaking even. And the wrong decision is to then continue on that path. The right decision is you want to turn around and then lose a bunch of money into increasing your growth curve. And so we're at that point right now. And, you know, I, like I said before, we can't, I've turned down a lot of money in venture capital. Because How much? Uh, most recently half a million. Okay. And what were they offering you for so evaluation perspective? Yeah. 
what were they offering you from an evaluation perspective? Um, you know, I actually don't know. Well, I, what percentage of the business were you going to give them oh, for five hundred k? Well, I wasn't going to give them any because they were venture capital. Well, what did they ask for though? We didn't get that far. I just turned them down. Oh, I didn't. Said, I, I didn't even. I didn't even bother negotiating. Who was it? I'm not going to tell you. Sorry. Is it a Silicon Valley like typical tech entrepreneur, or is it more of a Hollywood kind of investor? Uh, it was. It was a tech entrepreneur because there's a whole technology platform that we want to build with this, and they kind of caught wind of what we're doing and how kind of revolutionary the plan is in terms of the platform software side of it. Do you have things like what Disney did? I mean, I just got done reading his bio. I mean, do you have people like for journey quests that are going out and com- like, you know, putting journey quest characters on orange wrappers or banana, like, <laughs> like commercializing your content that you, I hopefully own all of, you know, we've had a little bit of that, but the majority of it tends to happen uh, via the fans to date under a non-commercial creative commons license. Our next big radical step uh, for a new property that we're launching, Strallers, we're actually going to release our world Bible and our intellectual property to allow commercial derivatives under, uh, again, a Creative Commons style license. But why so, can't you do that internally? Like, why can't you do Why don't you hire a commercial person and have him do that yourself so you get to keep more of the money? You know, it. frankly, it. we should do it. It's a great idea. And to date, it's just been a capacity issue, um, yeah. you know, in terms of, in terms of what we can sustain on a monthly basis, um, I do this full time, and then we have three. Yeah, but Ben, your your fans they they want to they want to yeah. buy Fruit of the Loom Journey oh, underwear. Totally they, they want do. Journey mugs. They totally want Journey toothpaste, right? Yeah, they're they're constantly <laughs> complaining that there isn't enough merch available. Yeah, um, <laughs> and generally, what we've been able to do is use each Kickstarter as an opportunity to do a big merch infusion where the reward levels are, okay, we're going to get a new round of t-shirts designed. And I'm really picky about quality. I want stuff to be amazing. If it's a t-shirt, I want someone to be walking by it at a convention and say, I must own that. Like if it doesn't yep. reach that, that criteria, it's not worth making. That is great. Well, guys, if you're listening right now and you're familiar with Disney's model or you think you have a connection for Ben that might help in the commercialization space, reach out. Let us know. That's one of the reasons I love this show. But, you know, Ben is a guy I've talked to him many times. He's sitting on something big and he's doing it in a very unique way. And content is ultimately king. So, it's, Ben, it's going to be fun watching you as you grow this. Where's the best place for people to connect with you online if they want to keep watching? Well, you know, I would love it if people came and uh, yeah, dropped a dollar a month or five bucks a month to us on Patreon. Uh, the more support we have on Patreon, uh, the more we're able to put into growing the next big thing and the next big stage. Folks, unlike many other horrible marketers that only care about their big email lists, I actually like meeting with people in person when I'm in their towns. But the thing I hate most is trying to schedule meeting times. We go back and forth in one email thread 13, 14 times trying to find a time. But I started using this interesting little tool and now it only takes me two or three emails to confirm these meetings. It's called NathanLacka.com forward slash assistant. And it allows me to schedule these meetings with one click all staying inside of my inbox. I don't have to open another browser window and go to my 
uh, calendar anymore, right? So it's saving me loads of time and it's built by one of Salesforce's number one app exchange partners called Cirrus Insights. I actually went out because I wanted to see if this thing was real. I went out and met these guys in their Irvine, California office a few weeks ago. Great guys, really sharp, very smart, love Brandon, love Ryan, and they give me all their revenue numbers back in episode 226 on the top. So use this tool for meetings. It's saving me time at nathanlanka.com forward slash assistant. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them, you guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. That's great. And guys, Patreon is basically a platform that content creators to use where subscribers can sign up for a monthly fee. Currently, they have 877 patrons and they're making 5600 bucks a month from those patrons. Once they hit $10,000 per month goal, uh, you'll fund basically a new monthly episode of the uh, beginning uh, show, The Gamers, which he just mentioned did 174 grand on Kickstarters uh, on Kickstarter. So that'll be cool. All right, Ben, we'll link to that in the show notes at NathanLacka.com forward slash the top 478, along with a screenshot of your Kickstarter kind of Excel sheet thing. Again, NathanLacka.com forward slash the top four, seven, eight. Ben, time for the famous five. These are rapid fire questions and one word answers. You ready? Go for it. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Currently, The Art of Game Design by Jesse Schell. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Jamie Wilkinson, CEO of VHX. Interesting. Okay. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like TopTal? Uh, you know, these days it's Slack. Everything's on Slack. Number four. Yes or no. Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? Yes. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, married with one child. One kid. Okay. Very good. And how old are you? I am 38. Okay. So last question, Ben, take us back 18 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? (laughs) Uh, you know, at 20 years old, I was really worried about reaching a certain amount of success by a certain age. And If I could go back, I'd say, take the time to pursue the dreams the way I want to do it. Don't worry about what other people think. Uh, It takes longer to do it right. And shortcuts disempower you and empower other people. There you have it, guys. Take your time. Do it your freaking way from Ben, who, again, unbelievable success, crowdfunding content. Over $400,000 he did on Kickstarter for his last or the season three of The Journey. Having success on Patreon at $5,600 per month from 877 supporters. Really inventing a new way to get content distributed for free online, all supported by their fans. So it's totally not dependent on the networks. Ben, you're building something big. Thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed Ben today, go back and listen to Debbie yesterday. Debbie has 3,000 employees. She's been in business for over 30 years, providing medical care and peace of mind to our clients. 
Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like, oh, we're giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday. 